What's up, Mike? It's 9 o'clock Wednesday night, and it's your boys, Mike and Mish, here with the Mike and Mish show. What up, Mike? Hey, what's up? I'm excited. Hey, how's my connection? How's my connection is good. Your connection is good. Oh, good. That's good, Mike. That's good, because we were having a little... We were having some difficulties, and I was ready to, <laughs> I was ready to walk out that door right there and take a header off the fucking seventh story balcony onto the fucking sidewalk out there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or we, or we just saved by one of those SpaceX <laughs> aircraft taking off right as you. Not or we just wouldn't have that. done the show, and I wouldn't have done that. You know. What yeah, I mean? we. That's <laughs> what we probably should do. We should uh, not do dude. that. Yeah, well, hey, man, um, lots of shit is going on. We got a guest tonight. We we had two guests. We're down to one guest. We're down to one guest. We I had two. Saw this happening. Now we got one. We have Chris Garcia coming on in a few minutes. Uh, Melanie Shaw was supposed to come on, but she is cutting weight, and we completely understand. We don't like talking to fighters the, the week that they're cutting weight anyway, unless it's like a heavyweight that is not cutting or whatever. Uh, but we knew that Melanie Shaw was taking a long trip over from the UK and uh, and all the way to Albuquerque. Do this a long ass way. That's so far too. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's gonna get there. She has to deal with the elevation, and then yep. she has to cut weight. So, yep. you know, all respect to her. She's not coming on. We're gonna have Chris Garcia, who's two and zero in the BKFC, coming on in a few minutes, dude. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of shit going on. We can mm-hmm. talk about it. We can talk about it till he pops into the guest room. Um. They had the press conference today. Oh, well, before we go too far, let's not forget about our sponsors here. Oh, let's do that. Let's listen to the greatest voice out of fucking Cranston, Rhode Island. Norcom huh? Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans, they can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with Rehab Loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 42103, you know the number, you see it every week and every episode. Mike Mish is your man, Norcom right. Mortgage. Call him up and he will help you with all your homeowner needs. Mike, we also got bare knuckle corn snacks, the tasty, delicious popcorn treats of bare knuckle fighting. Get on their website, bareknucklecornsnacks.com. Look at all their flavors, buy some snacks, and uh Munch on them shits when you're watching people punch each other in the face with no gloves on. And last but not least, you guys got two days to get on this man's site. The BK Bet Shark. He is betting heavy this week. BKFC 48 is in two nights. And this guy is looking to rake in the cash as he always does. Get over to at BK Bet Shark on Instagram. Follow this man. Unless you don't like money. Right, Mike? If you don't like money, don't follow BK Best Shark. It's that easy. It's if you that wanna, easy. If you don't want to make any money, don't do it. <laughs> that <laughs> is right, man. The guy, the guy's got a fucking massive win percentage. Um, you know, he's basically two thousand two to two thousand seventeen Patriots is what he is. 
does nothing but win and take home titles and rake in cash. Big Ben hates money. What's up, everybody? We got Big Ben. We got Monica. We got the BK uh, fan extreme BK fan page in the in the comments. Ty, uh, Ty Culverhouse, Eric uh, Ike Qualman, Megan. Megan says, "Jesus, Kyle, when are you coming home?" Never. Soon. <laughs> Soon. I've been here a month. And that is long enough. I am ready. Joe Ivy's in the house. Susan Walker's in the house. Thank you guys. Absent mind and Falcon. You shout out. Let's go, boy. We're going back to Denver, boys. I hope you're out there. Right, right, Mike. We're going back. To oh, Denver. Uh, yes, Denver, September. Sorry, right now I'm kind of talking to Chris Garcia, trying to get him inside the show. But yeah, Denver, Denver. We should be back at live shows. I cannot wait. It's been a little while. It's been a crazy summer. It's been a busy summer. Busy, really, busy, busy. It really has. Mike and I have not been to a live event in like two months. And um, man, maybe three months, Mike. June, July, August. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, because it's been since May. I don't so, think we've been to an event since May. June, July, August. Mike and I have not been to a live event. And we're not going to make it to the Miami ones either. So the next time your boys will be back on that horse, back on the road, will be Denver, Colorado, BKFC 50, Lorenzo Hunt versus Chris Camozzi. And I am sure, I am positive they're going to build a massive card around that one. I am hoping that the big news today from Mike Perry, Mike, they have re-signed Mike Perry, Platinum Mike Perry, to a multi-fight deal. And David Feldman said at the press conference today that he's hoping to announce a really big fight for him on Friday during BKFC 48. And you know what? I'm just hoping and praying that it's Mike Perry versus Cowboy Cerrone, dude. I, that's the one that I want. He was supposed to call out Cowboy Cerrone in BKFC 41 in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we're going to be in Denver the uh, towards the end of September. What better place to make that fight than Mike Perry versus Cowboy Cerrone at Denver BKFC 50? What do you think about that? Dude, that was supposed to happen before, and the whole Conor McGregor thing went on. Mm. And then after that, Perry was at the end of his contract. So it's like, is he even going to come back to fight again? And man, that was like a huge bummer. Because if he left, he is right now, in my opinion... He's that guy. You know what I mean? When when there's a lot of bare knuckle fighters that are that are great homegrown fighters, but as far as drawing fans and people that are not a fan of bare knuckle, Mike Perry's that guy. He's that guy. He's he the really guy is. Who, he's the olive branch. You know what I'm saying? He's that crossover star. He's the one that's brought everybody else over. I yeah. think without Mike Perry, you don't see Eddie Alvarez. You don't see a, a lot of these other guys coming over. Yep. Luke Rockle, obviously Luke Rockle. Yeah. Luke Luke came to fight Mike Perry. So without Mike Perry, a lot of these big names aren't showing up over here. And then, um, you know, he was supposed to uh, he was supposed to call out Cowboy. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then Conor McGregor just came there and threw a wrench into all those plans. And yep. then all of a sudden you got Conor McGregor, which is a great thing. But uh, all that shit got pushed aside, which was kind of sad. So we're probably going to see Cowboy Cerrone. That's probably what's going to happen. Let's do this. Let's do this. So while we're talking to Chris Garcia, who we're going to bring on in a second, in the comments, 
lately there's been a lot of news about big name signings for the BKFC yet no yeah. no news has been broken right they keep dangling this fucking we have huge names big like Evan Zentar was right like, oh, I can't even yeah I can't even tell you who it is it's so fucking big so I don't know who it is I have a few ideas and I've heard a few rumors maybe but in the comment section, while we're talking to Chris Garcia, tell us who you think the big name signings are that the BKFC keeps dangling in front of us. And who do you want to see Mike Perry fight in his first fight back on, under his new multi-fight contract? With that said, why don't we bring on our first guest, Mike? Let's do it. Let's fucking do it now. All right, let's do it now. We got a 2-0 and fighter in the BKFC on the rise Look, he's fighting soon, I believe. I Miami. do not. He's fighting in Miami. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have the graphic? He's fighting in, yes, I do have the graphic. He's fighting in Miami, and he just friggin' fought on the Palomino card. The guy wants to get it back in there as soon as possible and take somebody's hat off, which we we love. I mean, who doesn't love that? It's a type All right, let's of guy get him. Let's, around. let's get him in here and talk to him. All right, here he is, Chris Dynamite Garcia. What's happening? What's up, Mister Mike? Yo, uh, what's happening? Yo. I mean, let me make you big so people can see you and love you. You know what I mean? That's yes. what we want to do. We want yes. people to be Chris Dynamite Garcia fans here. So what's happening, man? Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, dude, no problem. And you're like Mike just said, you're hopping right back in there. And that's one thing that the BKFC loves to do oh, is yeah. keep you guys active. Is If you're willing and able, if you come out basically un uninjured and unscathed from your last fight and you're willing to get right back in there they will accommodate you and here you are back on the miami card coming up in august yeah yeah bkc they're keeping me very busy but you know like you said you know i'm not getting injured i'm still in good shape i'm healthy so why not keep fighting so you're gonna be fighting cody murray what do you know about cody murray outside of his fight with Devin Gibson cuz we've all we've all seen the Devin Gib Gibson fight but I don't really know anything else about Cody Murray. Do you know anything about this guy or is he one of those guys that you're just like I don't know. No, nah, he's one of them guys, you know. I really don't know. I just know I I know he I seen he fought in um, PFL, I guess in some MMA. Okay. Look like he said he was holding a belt there but at the 135 really? I mean you guys are is fighting that, at one one twenty five. Is that no, what you're? One, no, no. At one. This fight coming up. No, it's at one thirty five. Is it one thirty five? Okay. Yeah, one thirty five. All right. Well, dude, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, killers in that division. And is is one thirty five your home for BKFC, or are you pretty flexible about going up or down, maybe ten pounds, if you wanted to take a one forty five or a one twenty five uh, fight if offered? Well, I'm currently 125, you know, 130. So I'm, I'm comfortable at 135, and maybe in the future I might do 145. But as of right now, 125 to 135. Okay. Yeah, man, um, you're 2-0 right now. Your second fight uh, was, was stopped in a doctor stoppage, but you got to showcase your skills a little bit. Um, how, how are you liking this sport, man? Like, what got you into bare knuckle, and and, um, and how are you feeling about the sport as a whole? No, I love it. Um, you know, I got into it because I've been training um, here in Community Box Fit, you know, um, with G. You know, I train with yeah. G, the cut man. You know, we're, we're training partners. Um, 
And, you know, the, when the trial started coming, I was like, oh, I want to do that. So, you know, I went, I participated. I was in two tryouts. And, you know, they gave me the opportunity, and here I am. Which ones did you go to? You Did you go to the Miami one? Yeah, I went to the one in Miami, and then I went to the one in Delray. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Delray. And then they the were Delray. supposed to have the Delray Beach card, and that thing got yeah. canceled. And all sorts they, of that. What the hell happened? They postponed it. Something had to do with the city or something like that. Uh, last minute. That shit. That was. It was all the. It was all the local rich folk, right? It was all the rich people that realized what the fuck it was, and they got all they got all uppity and fucking cunty about it, and was like, "Ah, we can't have this shit in our fucking town, right?" That's no one. Man, that was. They got all. They got all pinkies out on us. They were all like, "Oh, (laughs) yeah, we woke up that morning. We woke up that morning to weigh in, and we all man, you know, we're all thinking we're gonna get our way, our weighing in, and." You know, they broke the news to us, but long story short, you know, they still took care of us, you know. Yeah. So. You know, and you fought. And you fought. We we actually gave tickets away to somebody on the show, courtesy of the Extreme Bare Knuckle Fans page. You know, Russ and Country, those guys. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because I think Russ linked us up. So, yeah, those guys gave us tickets to give away. So, we gave tickets away to this woman, Deb. And she <laughs> So the time comes, she goes to go to the fights, and then they get canceled. There's like, oh shit, <laughs> we yeah, got man, she can't even get to the fights. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I had a friend driving from Wisconsin, and he was like oh, two man. hours away when the fight got canceled. And I'm oh, like, oh man, so I had to break it to him. Oh god, yeah, I, I bet worse. you that I bet you that happened to so many people though. Like, I, I, all you guys have so much support. All you fighters have like a big support system. And people got people flying in from everywhere, driving from everywhere, and that just fucked everyone over. And you know what the thing is? The city of Delray, I I hope that – I honestly hope that, like, the BKFC or, like, there was some sort of, like, lawsuit against that city because it cost a bunch of money. It cost cost all your, like, friends and fans money for their travels. But they knew sure – they knew just what the hell was going on. They had a parade – and they had a big ass parade float for BKFC with bare knuckle fighting championships plastered on the side of it with champions holding belts, waving to fucking people in their parade like one week earlier. And then they yeah. want to say that they had no idea what it was. Yeah, that's what I found. It was it, that, that was weird. They had to know what was going on. They just, you know, I, I don't even know what happened there. Yeah, definitely. Whack did did your friend? Yeah. Did you say that your friend ended up making it to the replacement fight or no? No, he 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 bought a couple tickets for that fight, you know, and then he was two hours away when they broke the news to us. So yeah. I caught him, but you know, he came and we still had a good time, and that was about it. But he couldn't make it to the other one, but you know, I know he supported him. Yeah, man, damn it. I just I felt bad, so I had to make his time worth it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys still had fun. I mean, Florida's still a great place. I live up here in the Northeast and I say every day that I'm going to leave here and move to Florida. So like for me, not living there, that place is like, it's great to me because I think like, oh, it's a vacation spot. But then people who yeah. live there are like, oh man, you know, it's okay. I- I'd rather leave. Yeah. You know? it, it's <laughs> all right. It's all right. <laughs> We're both in Chris, I've, I've been in, I've been, in, I've been down in Cocoa Beach for a full month living in a hotel at school for the army right now. So yeah, like, that's where he is right now. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hundred yards from Cocoa Beach right here, sitting on the in my fucking room. I've been doing shows from down here. Yeah, Ty Culverhouse says it's hot as balls right now. I will agree with that. It is like ridiculously hot. Hey, even funnier, he's got his AC off during the show, so it won't be loud. So his room is probably like ninety degrees right now. Damn, yeah. man, that's crazy. I'm in the AC <laughs> right now, just hanging out. Nah. Hey, so you said that you train with G, so we're going to talk about that in a second, but give us a little more about your background, your your up your upbringing in the combat sports world in particular. Um, but, you know, I've been boxing since I was a kid, you know, on and off, you know, um, you know, I was, when I would leave school, you know, I had to work because I had a kid at a young age and, you know, it was just school, boxing, work, and then, you know, there was times when I couldn't box. And, you know, it's, I would say when I was 19, maybe I took it more serious. And I was like, you know, this is all I, all I want to do. So I stopped working. I just kept training. And the BKFC came out and I got the opportunity. And that's about it. So so when you're not training, what are you doing? Are you, do you Is this your full-time gig now? Or are you, uh, you working during the day, training at night? What, what's, the, what's it like for you? Well, I work part-time, you know, with my dad. Or, you know, okay. if, a, if a friend needs, work, like, help, you know, with anything, I'll go. But, honestly, right now I'm full-time. You know, I train three times a day, sometimes four. Wow. So, you know, I just – I stay busy and stay active. What are you nice. doing, construction, landscaping? Well, well, my dad does um, body work on cars. So oh, nice. Cool. So, you know, I'm doing that every once in a while and, you know, made detailing cars here and there. Yep. Do you ever wrap a car? You ever do that before? No, 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 no. My dad, yeah, but me. Custom stuff? Yeah, no. I don't know how people have patience for that shit. I watch people do that, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's like a whole nother level of detail. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's different. So, Chris, uh, you mentioned G. We all know G. We love G. Um, what do you think about Bryce Hall telling him that he's gonna he's gonna make him suck his fat juicy balls on Friday night? Did you hear that Did at the press that? conference today? No, I haven't. I'm gonna look back and watch it, but I was training. But that was know, a man. quote. That was a direct quote from Bryce Hall. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make you. I think he said suck he my. He said suck on my fat juicy balls. Fat, yeah, suck. I'm gonna make you suck on my fat juicy. So, what do you think a a comment like that? How do you think that resonates in G Perez's brain? You know G, so yeah, G's gonna stay professional. You know he's gonna let his hands talk. So that's about it. G ain't gonna be sucking on nothing. Bryce is gonna be sucking on his knuckles. So you can you know tell what? that G G was mad, and yeah. he picked the mic up and he went to say something, and he's looking at him and he starts shaking his head and he went to go talk again. He goes, "Nah, man, I'm a I'm a stop." He puts the mic down, and then yeah. Bryce is kind of egging him on. So he picks up. He's like, man, I'm trying to stay professional. Just like you said, he puts the mic down again. And then he gets really mad and he picked it up and he's like, man, I'm going to fuck you up. He said, said, you ain't going to do shit. I'm going to send your ass back to TikTok. And then Bryce Hall said something like, I'm going to do a TikTok dance over you after I knock you out. And he said, I'm going to TikTok your face. Yeah. Yeah, He's talking talking (laughs) too crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I, I I mean, obviously, G's your boy. Does anything about Bryce Hall worry you at all? Does the size bother you at all? The kid's huge. And after they weigh in tomorrow, 
Bryce told us that he's going to go from 165 probably up to 185, 190 when he steps in the ring on, on Friday. Yeah, he might. I feel like he's going to be like at 200 or something. You know, he's, like, he is big. I know that. But, you know, G's strong. G's smart. Yeah. You know, he's going to go out there and do his thing. But this is bare knuckles, and all it takes is one punch for anybody. But, you know, G's my boy, and then, you know, I'm, I'm with him all the way. You know what's funny is – We've been covering this sport for a little, little over two years, right? And we've said it many times on this show, and so has other fighters. They've said it, like you just said, that in bare knuckle, weight classes, it doesn't mean that they don't mean anything at all, because they certainly do, yep. but they don't mean as much. Because if you get caught with a clean shot, yeah, you so, will get knocked the fuck yeah. out. Like, you will. It does not matter. If you have a trained fighter at 145, cold cold cock somebody square on the chin that's 205 they will go out yeah, um, absolutely. so it, it's it's weird too because we've gotten people to argue with us like these people they don't know what the hell they're talking about how could you say that and it's like no no no, no. it can happen and it has happened so yeah. um yeah you gotta watch out with Dude, this bare knuckle game the proof is the proof is in the history of this organization alone dot win going up and fighting luis palomino Remember, he went up 20 pounds to fight Palomino when he went the distance with him. That won that fight in some people's eyes. Look at Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold's yep. fucking massive. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and Perry did what he did to him. I mean, you see it, man. It, and and yeah. even like and even like Mike Alan Richmond and Hunt. Yeah, Mike Richmond and Hunt. Um, Alan Belcher and uh, and the guys that he has fought. Like when he steps into the heavyweight division, he weighs 225 pounds and he's fighting guys that are 260, 265 pounds and he's knocking them out. So there we go. Yeah. We just made the point. Yeah, that's the point. Like <laughs> bare knuckles is bare knuckles. It doesn't matter. You could be a good fighter and you could be a sloppy fighter. You know, it's 50 50. Yeah. Now, now go, going back to you in the 135 pound division, this 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 next fight, you go in there, you get yourself a um, another win, and that moves you to three and zero. And now, like three and zero is kind of like the number in the BKFC where people start to really recognize fighters. They're like, oh, now he's like really, really undefeated. You know what I mean? I love when they announce undefeated. He's got one fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, two fights is nice, but three, now you've got three under your belt. Um, what do you think that does for you in the eyes of the BKFC? And do you think they start taking you very serious and maybe having a conversation about you against some more well-known fighters in that 135 pound division? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm gonna work my way up there. That's the plan. You know, that's all I got my eyes set on right now. You know, I'm just focused on making noise and whoever they put in front of me, I'm just ready to take them out. Yeah, I can see I, I could see you if you win this fight, right? You go in there and you take this fight, I could see you fighting a David Diaz. Yeah. I think that would be a good fight. Yeah, whoever they want me to fight, you know, I'm there. I'm not here to say no. I'm just here to fight. That's my job. So if they uh if they ever put you up against Jared Grant they would have to make sure one of you trims your beard off yeah, and the I, other and you and either one of you, you guys have to wear very distinct colors different from each other because you're going to fuck uh Sean Wheelock and Chris Lytle all up if you two fight each other. Yeah. You, ba you basically look, look like similar. a mirror. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
the mirror I images. I had somebody tell me the same thing. I'm like, well, what? Where y'all see that at? But <laughs> yeah, I think. I so. mean, so I think it looks. But standing, if you guys were standing right next to each other, I, I'm sure I wouldn't feel the same way. But yeah. you, you guys are built the same way. You got the right. same hair, same haircut, same yep. facial hair, all that shit. You, yep. you're in the same weight class, so you know. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they they start taking they like they start throwing you some some bigger name offers after this one because we've watched your fights and you're an exciting fighter and that 135 pound division is full of excited fighters thank you um dude there's there's i mean guys like ryan reber i mean reber has four fights right right isn't reber four now yeah it's like ryan reber is right there on the doorstep of a title fight and he's he's only got after this one, he'll only have one more fight than you. So it's like, it's pretty crazy how this new sport, um, you know, catapults people so quickly. And Travis Thompson, you know, Travis Thompson's in the comments right now telling either you or me and Mike to go fuck ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was there for that fight um, with Travis and Reber. And, you know, what do you think I, about it? Honestly, you know, I feel like Travis, you know, I, I, I had him. I was like, man, this guy, he won. But, you know, I guess that, that last round, you know, um, Reba did push it a little more. But in my eyes, I feel like it shouldn't have won another round. But Yeah, that that's uh, that's what a lot of people think. A lot you know, of people have said that. But I guess, you know, it happened. And, you know, Travis, you know, he's a beast. He took it. So, but I, just, I feel like, you know, he had it in my eyes. I was there. I even took a picture with him, you know. <laughs> he he agrees with what you're saying. I I I can't believe it. I thought he would disagree, but he 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 agrees <laughs> yeah. with you. Of yeah, course, no. He was very Travis was very vocal, especially about the the like springing the sixth round on them, because because there was there was a long period in between the bell of the fifth round, and then them finding out that they were going to fight a sixth. A few minutes had oh, gone yeah. by. The adrenaline dump had happened. Everybody had like kind of settled down. They go to the middle of the ring to to see who gets their hand raised, and then they announce a sixth round. Uh, Travis, I don't know if Ryan was as mad about it. I mean, Ryan won, so obviously he's not as mad about it. Yeah. But but Travis, if you know, Travis came out on the losing end of that one, and he was very vocal about it. He was fucking actually pissed. He was. Motherfucking everybody. I would have been pissed too. I mean, he brung the fight the whole time. But, you know, at the end of the day, I respect every every fighter that gets in their fights. You know, I respect them because, you know, this is not – it's not for the weak. You know, you got to have big nuts and big balls just to get in their period. Like, you know, it's all respect on my end with anybody I step in the ring with. But, you know, I respect them outside the ring. But when we get in there, there's no respect. You check the respect outside and then just fucking have at it. Yeah. Um, is there somebody after after you uh, go through Murray, is there a fighter in that division that you would like to fight after him? Or is it is it one of those whoever they give you type things? I mean, you know, I do want bigger names for sure. I don't have my eyes on nobody yet because honestly, whoever they tell me, I'm going to fight. Like, I really don't care. You know, they can offer me this name, that name, and. You know, I want the big, the bigger names I could get, the better for me. And that's what I want after, you know, I'm not looking past Murray because, you know, like it's bare no because you can't look past nobody. But I'm ready to get the job done, though. So 
I'm going to go out there and do what I do, and I'm just going to keep improving, and I'm ready. So, so Carlo, Carlos is your manager, right? No. No, CNC? You're not with CNC? No, no, no. Who, who's your Who's your manager? Is it is it um Nelson? Nelson? Well, yeah, I'm with yeah, I'm with Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for some reason, go. I thought Carlos was your manager because he he posts these these uh, posts on Facebook with all these pictures of fighters. So maybe he's Murray's I, manager. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's Murray's. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought he was you. So that's my that's my bad. And and Suri thinks she knows, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude well we're excited to see you back in there and those miami cards are always fucking awesome this one is not at where is this one at mike it's at if if i miami fairgrounds if I, miami fairgrounds all right yeah well you know we what went to the uh, tampa fairgrounds whenever the miami ones yeah, this you know is, uh, that card this card is going to be crazy like the people that court. the people that they stack on those miami cards like those guys all draw a crowd and i'm sure you draw your own crowd but when they throw brian duran and howard davis and go go and those guys on there they they have a huge following and they fucking sell them places out in no time so this is definitely going to be a sold out crowd like oh yeah in my eyes i feel like this is going to be the best card of the year like oh yeah jomi's on the card too this card's awesome oh yeah this look at let's 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 just run quickly through these right check this out so gogo versus the gypsy right doppelganger oh Oh, my god (laughs) yep jared grant and 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 daniel garcia i mean uh daniel alvarez bryce henry versus tom shof and actually as of earlier today um we were we were talking with russ and and have you ever seen the Fuse UK that podcast? Uh, apparently, Tom Schoff said this is going to be his last fight. So, Tom oh. Schoff's last fight that'll bring some people out. Joe Mascabosa, Esteban Rodriguez. You got Howard Davis, another Miami guy there. Jeff Schiffins, uh, Brian Duran. He's going to bring a hell. Ho- oh, he's going to bring a ton of people with him. You know that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. This guy, I know this guy right here. This guy on the left, Chris Garcia. We know him. Yeah. Cody Murray. And then we've got Fames. Fames is a Miami guy, right? He's going to bring some people with him. Aaron Sutterfield. Russo. Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. And James Hyder. And then these last two guys, uh, Abarolo or Foy, I'm not sure. Do you know about those guys, yeah. uh, Chris? Yeah, I know Justin. I don't know the other guy. Okay, so, man. Not, not, yeah, one, not one female fight on that card yet. They should not have yet. I think in every single card I've been on, there hasn't been a female yet. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's a weird stat, huh? Yeah, man. I guess they want all the guys <laughs> on them cards, but this one's definitely going to be. So I know, like, they might not even be spacing in the arena for this. Too fight. many studs on that card. Got to keep yeah, the women away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, we're excited to see you out there. Usually, Mike and I are are at the fights live, but. We haven't been to any live fights lately because I've been away at school and summer in the army has yep. been fucking over, Mike. So, oh, yeah. Oh, so oh, so yeah. we we won't be there for this one. We'll be watching live. We'll be talking about it. And uh, hopefully we can catch up to a card that you're on down the road so we can see you live. Um, yes, before we let you go, though, we always ask some off-the-wall questions that don't have anything to do with uh, fighting so people can get to know your personality a little more. Here's Here we go. First question for you is, uh, what's one thing that you instantly regretted doing? 
instantly regretted doing it. So, like, something I regretted doing? Yeah. What's yeah. Something that you'd done? That you were like, oh, fuck, why did I do that shit? I'll tell you what it was for me. I joined, when I was in basic training, like, when I got there, and I was so fucking tired, <laughs> they had me up all night, and then they got, then the freaking drill sergeants got on the bus, started screaming, took us off, and they fucking yelled at us for a while, and they shaved my head, and I remember sitting there going, why the fuck did I do this shit? Man, that, that, that's a good question. It's honestly, a, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of shit I regretted doing. But... I don't regret it now, but I'll tell you what. If they would have told me I could have walked out the door at that moment in time, I wouldn't be in right now. <laughs> I would have got oh, right man. up and get the hell out of here. Right, I'm tired. I'm done already. You're saying that there's too many? You can't You can't think of one? Honestly, yeah. There's way too many. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to give you one, but I just can't. From the top of my head, I can't bring it out. Uh I'm like, damn. No. You never had one of those mornings where you just woke up and you were like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened here? Oh, shit. All right. All right well, number two. Number two. If you create a rule that everyone had to follow, what would it be? A rule. Man, a rule Jack. that, like, something that you just see for me, like, just something that, that I just hate that people do. I could just stop it altogether. I would say a rule that everyone had to follow, you know, just be respectful to each other and just, you know, love one another and, you know, more support, you know, like stop the violence, like just come together as one. That's a good rule. And then that goes right into the next one. What's a, what's an unwritten rule that you live by? An unwritten rule that I live by. These are deep. You're making me think. You're making me think. (laughs) These are deep. You know what? You know what I said to Kyle when he asked me earlier? I said, rats get bats. <laughs> rats get bats, snitches get stitches. That's one one unwritten rule. I feel like a lot of people live by that. But you want to yeah, stop yeah. the violence, so I don't... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stop the violence. Keep it in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Only in the ring. Only in the ring. You know, I, violence is nice in the ring, but outside the ring, nah, man. Anyway. All right. Y'all killing me with these questions. I, I can't think. That's all right. I thought I kind of feel like you answered that right there. There you go. And last one. What is one thing that you will not share? I wouldn't. One thing I would not share. I don't know, man. Because honestly, I'm like a given person. Like you know, I give yeah. back to a lot of people, and there's not one, one thing, thing you're I stingy would... about. You're like, nah, yeah. that's mine. Uh, I mean, okay. After my, after you know, after the fight. When I go out and eat, you know, don't touch nothing off my plate. <laughs> what do you get usually? Yes. Is there like one go-to yes. uh, post-fight meal or something that you're looking forward to this time? Uh, you know, I want to eat a big burger after the fight. You know, uh, go to a couple different um restaurants and eat some burgers. Just grub out, steakhouse, yeah. nice. Yeah, I, us- I usually go to um Denny's after my fights, and you know, I get some smoothies and stuff. But you know, I'm gonna lay off on that this time. Yeah. Nice, well, you know big, what? Greasy burger. Hey, we had a few other questions. We're going to skip those, but I did want to ask you this one because you're in the BKFC. You're a fan of the sport. You love the sport. They just announced that Mike Perry re-signed with the company for a multi- yeah. multi-fight deal, which was huge because awesome. like right before we brought you on, we were talking about how he is that guy that has kind of like bridged the gap between yep. – uh, MMA mainstream, yeah. mainstream MMA and BKFC, and without him, a lot of these guys wouldn't be signing over here. Yeah. Now, with that said, we threw it out to the audience. We're gonna see what they said earlier, but who would you 
put be who would you want to see Mike Perry fight in the first fight on his new contract? First fight on his new contract. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Eddie Alvarez and him are in the same weight class, right? Well, Eddie fought at 165, and um, and Mike's been fighting at 175. But I'm sure I am absolutely yeah. sure that they could meet somewhere right around there. Yeah, I mean I, that would be a good fight right there. You know, they're both. Hell yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, and I, I ain't gonna lie. I would have liked to see Chad Mendes and Mike Perry fought too. They, you know, if that was possible. But I guess you know Chad. You know, he hung it up. He had a good career. Dude, but, the Eddie the Eddie Alvarez answer is fantastic. That's a great yeah, answer. That 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 would be a that would be a good fight, right? You know, they're both dogs. Absolutely. And the, a matter of fact, about a year ago, we had Mike Perry on here, and we asked him about a few people and he said he would love to fight Nate Diaz in bare knuckle. And then he said, Eddie Alvarez, he would love to fight Eddie Alvarez. He actually said that himself on this show. So man, that would be a dog fight. And Eddie, Eddie proved that he belongs And that fight with Chad Mendez. Like they put on a legendary so, fight. between yeah, it was, that, that fight was crazy. I was like, damn. And I, I, I it another good fight that will, it will be with, I believe on Redneck, he's in that same weight class as well. Yes, yes. You're yeah. on it, dude. You're on That's, it for sure. That is That'd the perfect fight, fight. That is the fight that should get made, but yep. wouldn't get made. That's the issue. And you know, that's that's the business of the combat sports world is prob- we're probably not going to see the Mundell-Perry fight, at least not the next fight, but maybe the fight after that. I They, but, have, it, they should do that, but I, I just don't see them signing him to a multi-fight and then having him. Why? Fight. But let me ask you this question, Mike, before, you know, to we'll keep Chris here for this one. Why wouldn't they want to put a world title on his waist to start off this new multi-fight contract? Why wouldn't they want, why wouldn't they want to make Mike Perry a world champion or give him an opportunity to become a world champion and then have that five fight, five fight deal with that belt over his shoulder to defend that shit and then bring in bigger names to come Come fucking take this. He shit said from he didn't you. want to. He said it. Mike Perry did. Yes. But he he also, but he Mike Perry says a lot of things. Mike Perry also said a world title should be in the conversation. He definitely said that too. And the sound yeah. bites out there. Yeah, he said he didn't care about getting a title. He wants big fights. So I'm pretty sure they got something going on there. You know? that, yeah. I would love to see him fight Mundell. I love Mundell, but yeah, I yeah. don't. Perry seems to just only want the money fights. And for the uh, amount of money that he's probably asking for, BKFC is obliged, I think, to give well, him those money fights. Am, am, I, am I wrong? Didn't Perry beat him twice already in MMA? Perry did beat him. Yeah. So why would they be afraid of Mike Perry losing to him? And I'm not saying that Mike Perry's going to beat Dave Mundell, but why would anybody think he couldn't do it in bare knuckle? You I don't know. know. I, mean? I don't know. Did someone yeah, say that? No, a lot of like a lot of fans are saying they're you know Mundell would run through him, and like, yep. they don't want to they don't want to get him knocked out by by the fucking redneck. But I I get that fans are loyal to their fighters, yep. but but. I just don't understand why they wouldn't give him a shot in that fight. I think it should be made for the sake of the league. But will they make it? Because right now they're saying, oh, 
oh, we got this gigantic card. It's going to be the biggest card ever. Now, if they threw that fight on with a bunch of all the good fights, but we're already talking about Cowboy Cerrone. So we kind of already know, like, that first fight's probably not going to be against Mundell. They're going to throw Cerrone in there. Or someone said Lawler, maybe Ty Culverhouse. That'd be crazy if Robbie Lawler came over here. Holy shit. I thought he did. I, didn't he? No, no, not that. I guess he retired from UFC. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, he did, retired. He, did. And he got a quick knockout, too, which was fantastic. Yeah. You never know. He might, you know, BKFC is, is coming up, and a lot of fighters are interested in it. So, you know, yeah. they know, like, um, Dave knows more than us, so he knows what what's going on. Hell, yeah. So, anyways, Chris, thank you for coming on, and thanks for engaging in some of this side side talk business with us um we're gonna give you an opportunity to to send a message out to your opponent to your fans to anybody who's listening and then we'll let you get up out of here dude all right cody i'll see you august 25th i hope you're ready because i'm ready and to all my fans and friends you know i love y'all and i do this for y'all awesome and thank you thank y'all for having me on the show i appreciate it thank you for coming on We'll get you back on here after the fight, and we'll uh, talk about your next one. Mike, you got anything else for him? Nah, man. Thanks for coming on. You kind of saved our ass because we had Shaw, and then we had you and Shaw, and then Shaw had to kind of pull out because of weight cutting and stuff. And So, hey, you saved our ass. So, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, right. brother. Take it easy. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. God bless. Later. Later. There There he is, Chris Dynamite Garcia. Um... Yeah, man, that kid's good. He, I, I think he, uh, he could make some noise in that one thirty-five pound division. And the, and the funny thing is, like, we say this about every division. They're doing such a good job building the roster. Yeah, they're they're building the ro- they're building the roster to where most of the fucking weight classes are getting extremely interesting. Unfortunately, like. The Lorenzo Hunt Chris Camozzi weight class is probably the least interesting. That one fight is unbelievably awesome, but after that one's over, I don't know what they do with that division after that. Other than like, if Camozzi wins a rematch with Hunt, obviously makes sense. But if Hunt beats Camozzi, what the hell next with that division? You know what I mean? But yeah, most most of the divisions are not like that. They're uh, the one thirty five super interesting now. One twenty five is about to get a world title. 145 has been blowing the fuck up. 155, you have four or five guys that that are uh extremely interesting in that in that title conversation. Um, you're about to get a new champion in the 165 pound division. Mike Perry's back for the 175 pound division, redneck Mundell's the champ, and it's just like they've been really building these rosters up and they're doing a fucking mm-hmm. great job. And Chris Garcia falls right into that conversation with the Bantamweight division. I just think it's weird that the cruiser uh, cruiserweight division is like the hardest division to fill up. I, I don't understand it for the longest time. There's been, you know, they put a couple extra people in there, but it, it was the 145 pound division before. And now that division is just insane. And that 205, like, they had guys on there that hadn't fought for like two years and they were still just hanging out on the, on the rankings and, and in the, you know, and, and they're never fighting again. They were just sitting there and I just can't believe it. Cause you would think a lot of guys around that weight would be what, ready to get in there. I feel like a lot of people are that size, you know? So right. Here. What do you think about uh, Chris Garcia 
getting the win over Cody Murray and then fighting a veteran who just fought a three and L fighter in the name of Travis, the animal Thompson. What do you think about Travis Thompson and Chris Garcia? If he, if he gets this win, that would be, that would be very cool. I would definitely love to see that. And that's, that's pretty much along the lines. Like, yeah, Travis Thompson and David Diaz are basically sitting at that same point now again. Um, So yeah, that would be, that would be perfect. That would be Travis getting a win and then going back up or Garcia. If he gets the win now, he's going to be in the top uh, five. So, you know, and, and, and the thing is that Travis, you know, said it in the comments earlier, I got the L and it is what it is. I don't give a fuck. Even him taking a loss in that fight is almost like he, yes, it's a loss on his record, but a lot of people have a lot of, a lot of thoughts about the way he got that loss. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought that he won that fight within five. So it's almost like he is still sitting in the same position that he was before that fight with Reber. So a fight with Chris Garcia, like I'm just, I'm saying Chris Garcia because we just talked to him, but if Garcia was to win and move to three and oh, and then people would want to see him against a bigger, tougher, tougher name. David Diaz and Travis Thompson would be two fucking perfect names to throw out there for a guy like him. Yeah, it would be. It would be a good fight. I think it would be a good fight. And I'd love to see. I always love to see Travis in there. He always brings the heat. So anytime Travis is uh, fighting, I'm watching. Well, we yeah, just had uh, somebody come on. Carmine, were you going to answer that question? Carmine, yeah, I was going to say. Morgano. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. He says, I'm a little late. Did you say Perry is sticking around? And the answer to that is yes. And everybody is very happy. That was a conversation we were having. Who is he going to fight next? The rumor is Cowboy Cerrone. Lots of people, though, would love it to be Mundell. That's the rightful next fight. But will it be the actual next fight? You know what would be a fight that would pull a guy that just went to retirement and... um would probably come back for one more fight is uh is richmond richmond would probably fight him i don't know if that may would make sense but uh that's that's one that i would love to see um let's see mundell let's see robbie lawler um mundell mundell everybody wants to see mundell yeah it it seems like the consensus is Dave Mundell. Will they do what the fans want them to do? That's the question. Um, Joe Ivey's talking about all the female talent that's coming in to BKFC from Jules. And I actually was messaging with Jules a little while back. And I was telling her that I would love to get, or we would love to get these new prospects in on the show to talk about what's coming up for them and possible fights if fights are made come in here and talk about the fights that are coming up because we definitely need more female fights on these cards just like chris garcia said he doesn't think that he's ever fought on a card with a female fight on it which is kind of crazy to me because there are a decent amount of females but there aren't too many but there should be enough for at least a fight on a card so with the work that jules is doing signing all these people like sarah alpar we should be seeing at least two fights every the, card. The one that that that's the one that it's it's weird that um when they were when they talked to Jules on Bones to Domes, Bones mm-hmm. to Domes Tuesday nights is uh DJ Tony and Jeff Houston's podcast. You guys should all check that out. 
I agree with Joe Ivey's comment there. They just kind of like breezed over Sarah Alpar's name. And Sarah Alpar is a girl that She's the most recognizable uh, to me. She is by far the most recognizable name out of these, out of like the five or six names that they named. Um, you know, Sarah Click, everyone knows Sarah Click, and they, yep. they signed Gabby Roman to a multi fight deal. They both already fought a couple and, times. Yeah, and um but Sarah Alpar is the one that has experience against fucking uh heather joe clark and jessica rose clark and fucking jocelyn edwards and delaney bailey this girl has fought really really stout opponents in her mma career blanchfield yeah she if you go pick anybody else can you look them up jocelyn jones Liebarger. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you basically said the rest of them. That yeah, dude. She know. she has a she has a resume of fighting extremely tough, and I think she was like nine and six or something like that in her in her MMA career. Yeah. She has a as a she has a very good record and a very <laughs> tough resume, and I I feel like the fact that uh, people aren't more excited about that signing is, and I named a, I named a few in there that I wouldn't mind. And I was remember we were talking to to Jules. Uh, I don't remember what city we were in recently. Virginia. When I said uh, Jessica Virginia? Rose Clark, I said Jessica Rose Clark. She's a fucking Jessica Rose Clark is a free agent right now, cut by the UFC, who could throw hands. And you're saying she, Jessica I. I said that one too, Jessica yeah. I and Jessica Rose Clark, and I I would love to see both of them. In the in the in the uh, BKFC, and I think that um, I think those are two names that would really stir some shit up. And Jessica Rose Clark against uh, Christine Faria at 125 pounds would be fun. Jessica Rose Clark has been spending a lot of time with the 115 pound champ Britton Hart. Did you notice that? That's She's Heather. Been, no. Um, uh, oh no, I'm talking about Heather. You're, you're talking about Heather yeah, Joe Clark. Heather. Heather Joe Clark. Another another Clark yes. with three names. Another yeah, yeah. That she's been spending a lot of time with what is that all about? Are they just buddies or is there uh is there some some fire behind that? You think you think I don't know, man. Fire? I like do you think that she's gonna mosey on over into the BKFC? Is maybe. that what you think? Yeah, maybe maybe you know that's another one that can throw. Yep. Yeah, man. There's there's um there's a lot out there, and Jules is doing a great job with that division. The thing that she needs to do is find 125ers to fight Christine. Like she's she's doing a great she's doing a great job building that 115 pound division right now. But Jules, here's a task for you: find someone to fight Misfit. <laughs> it's like impossible. Well, so I was talking <laughs> earlier to Big Ben, and he was mentioning and I, I saw this and I don't even remember what post it was. I, I feel like it might've been a post about Faria and like the only hands page or, or, and it was, it was about like, who's going to be able to beat her. Who's better than her. And people going back and forth. Is she the goat? And I believe that Ryan Perez has a fighter and her name. I think I had, I think she's on this picture here that I have right here. Let's see. See Rosalinda Rodriguez right there. Yeah. 13 and 0 pro boxer. 6 Ooh. and 6 amateur. She's fighting say it Kyle. Maya Kahunale. Kahunale. 
Kahuna Alanale. Okay. Kahuna Alanale. So she's <laughs> 13 and 0 pro boxer with three knockouts. And supposedly she's going to be the one. She's going to be the okay. one to dethrone Faria. So we'll see how she does in the prospect series. And really? uh, if she makes it through nah. there and gets into Baronet, uh, BK, uh, then we'll see what happens from there. So because I, that is definitely something that really sucks about being really good in this mm-hmm. sport at its infancy, there's nobody to fight. She has, so you know, every time Faria goes out and she wins and she has nobody to fight anymore. So like, right. it almost sucks to be too good right now. You know, how could that happen? How is that even a possibility? Uh, it's a tough task for Jules. Jules is doing an amazing job building that women's division. I mean, women's roster, but uh, the 125 pound division, I can't wait to see what Jules does for that one because she's obviously building a stout 115 pound division but the 125 we just you you just said it we've been beating the dead horse with this one there's Mm -hmm. really there's nobody left and i know that ty culverhouse said there that uh serrano would be expensive but she would be competitive for misfit i i just don't see any reason why amanda serrano would want to come over and fight bare knuckles she's the top of the world and and gloved boxing she's damn near the goat right now she's making the the most money she's ever made in her career she's making yeah she's making truckloads of money with jake paul and the mvp promotions i don't see why she would do that i mean obviously paychecks make i would love it yeah right you know what i mean like obviously paychecks make fights so if a paycheck was you know big enough but i don't think the bkfc would ever um whatever uh overall that money. they would like, they would never be able to match what jake paul and that promotion is doing right now yeah mvp you know ty culverhouse i you know you're our guy and everything but he says pronounce kahuna ali she was on this show we could fucking bring it up she made me and she made me say it like 18 times in a row kahuna ali she she made me say it the way I'm saying it. So if you're saying it, maybe you need to call up Maya Kunanale and tell her how to pronounce her own goddamn name. How about hey, that? I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> how about that one? I yeah. won't even try it, Ty. Not going to do it. Not, not going to do, do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. So anyways, guys, uh, hey, it's, oh. it's my... Whoa, whoa, what's up? Oh, well, I, I we're moving on to the next subject, but you've got oh, something go important to no, say no, no, here. No, 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 go ahead. Go, go, Mike. The Association oh. of Boxing oh. Commissioners voted to approve unified rules for bare-knuckle fighting in the United States on Wednesday, August 2nd. Per David Feldman, this is a pivotal moment in the growth of bare-knuckle fighting in the United States. How pivotal is it, Kyle? Well, Mike, I was having a conversation with a few people here today and they were asking me what is the significance of this? And I think that this is going to impact the opening of states to this sport significantly. I think that now that there is a unified set of rules, it is going to be taken much more serious and states that have been for lack of better words, cock blocking the fucking BKFC from entering Mm -hmm. their states. Yep. will 
ease up on the on the force field and maybe welcome. And I think and, and the person I was talking to, they were like, who do you uh, what states do you think they're going to get into next? I think Texas is a is a real possibility. I think Texas, I think uh, Massachusetts, I think maybe even um, maybe maybe the headquarters of BKFC is in Philadelphia. Maybe they get into their own damn state soon. It's uh, I think this is huge for the sport. And yeah, maybe maybe we venture uh, over the border. Maybe we go to a couple new new uh, countries now too. What do you think? Uh, I think it legitimizes the sport and makes it more legitimate. Makes people look at it like it's a real thing, not some fucking backwoods bullshit. You know, I I, I think it looks it's it's the the redheaded stepchild of the of the combat sports world. Like, Oh, they got no gloves on. Oh, watch out. This about- is scary. Oh, those are hands. I can't see those. I don't like that. Skin knuckles. Uh-uh. Get them out of here. I hate what kind it of so world. Dude, what kind of world are we living in where slap power slap is accepted, but bare knuckle fighting is the yes. redheaded stepchild. Yeah. No defense power slap. You know why it's accepted? Because they put about a hundred million dollars behind the freaking marketing of that shit. That's Fucking why it's accepted it. right now. It's accepted until that money flow runs out. And then everyone's going to be like, wait, what, the, what happened? There was a, what, what league? I'm thinking I haven't that, heard about power slap for freaking months. Listen, I'm thinking that after that, maybe time where you didn't stop hearing about it. Maybe, uh, Mike and I get our wish and Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun welcomes the BKFC soon. I think that I think this unified set of rules will make um, what the hell is his name there from the Mohegan Athletic Commission. Fucking Mike. Mike Mike fucking whatever. Don't ask me now. Don't ask me now. It's like nine. I can't remember. Yeah, but either way, I'm like Mohegan Sun Arena is picture perfect for a BKFC event. Foxwoods would be a great spot. Boston, Massachusetts. I don't think New York would be in the in the mix anytime soon because just his, history would show that New York is the last one to jump on board. So I don't know, man. I think this is huge, absolutely huge, and it, it's a big turning point for the sport. And it's only going to make it grow bigger. They've 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 blown up in five years with all the pushback that they've had, you know what I mean? All the pushback they've had, you know, what are we only in 15 States right now? Um, 14, 14, 14 States out of 14, out of, what is it? Out of 54 States and territories, right? States and the United States is 54 States territories in DC. I mean, and we're only in 14 of them. Get your fucking shit together, America. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it, man. New York, Texas, Massachusetts next. Ty Culverhouse, I hope that you're right. Let's do it. Mike, is there oh, yeah, any Mass, other news? I heard, is, is, is close, and I heard that now about two months ago. So I am praying that it comes. I can't wait for it to be in the Northeast. That, that is, oh, man, that's, that's, that's my wish this year. If, if they hit Massachusetts and, um, and then they place it in Boston, they're going to get people from all the New England states coming mm-hmm. coming to that thing. Yep. They're going to get people from Maine, New Hampshire, or, you know, it's there people are going to travel to it because Boston isn't that long of a drive for pretty much anywhere in New England. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Every, yeah, I every, just went to New Hampshire over the weekend. Right. Three and a half hour drive. 
I mean, me and you, Mike, you and I could get there in an hour. You know what I mean? It's like people in New England are all within a close space to, uh, to Boston, Massachusetts. So I hope that's the one. I hope they do it. Uh, we talked about Mike Perry. We talked about the unified, uh, set of rules. Anything oh, I know we what have a we signed Garcia poster. We forgot to ask him to give away. We can give ah. that freaking thing away. We mean that freaking thing away. What do you think? Uh, yeah, let's do it. How what do you, you want to do what it? Do we, here it is right here. And you know who gave this to us? Courtesy of extreme bare knuckle fans page, Russ and country. Those are the boys right there. They gave us this, and we forgot to give it away. Because we always do. We are a couple of stew nods. We always do. We, we do this often. We, we Hey, pull that picture back up. Which one? The, the one of Chris. The, the one, one of Chris. Chris. All right, here we go. So if if okay. Jomi Escoboza and Jared Grant had a child, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's what it would look like right there. I'm telling you, man, Chris, Chris Garcia, he's an up-and-comer. He's gonna. He's, he's looking to move to 3-0. How do you want to do this, Mike? What are we going to do? Hmm. What shall we do? Um, did we mention, does it say it on this thing right here? Uh, let's see. First person to say what Chris's nickname is in the comments gets this picture. Go. Two. Too easy. Um, yeah. Ty, Ty Culverhouse is asking what happened to Melanie. Melanie Shaw is she had to travel from the UK to Albuquerque. It was long travels. She is now there and she is cutting weight in, um, like we talked about it earlier. She, not only did she have to travel 7,000 miles to get from fucking one side of the uh, world to the other, but now she's sitting at a mile above sea level and altitude trying to cut fucking weight at the last minute. So, um, she will not be coming on the show tonight. We have a winner. Yes, we do. And it's the guy that has about three or four of these things right now. Yep. He's I hope he I one day I, I hope that TJ I hope Russ doesn't send any of them and he waits because he he's he's seen the future and he knows like can I just send one piece of mail? <laughs> yeah. Every week every week Russ is like, damn it, I gotta pay for some more postage. Send it out. So, but yes, we do have T- a winner. TJS Laxon is is building himself a memorabilia room in his house right now, and I can't yep. wait till uh, one day he sends us a pic of all his memorabilia because it, he's got to be putting together a pretty awesome room there. Now, um, Ty says she's in trouble. I Well, I would say that she's got some stuff stacked against her for sure, going up against uh, Sydney Sundance Smith. Um, traveling as far as she's traveling, having to deal with the altitude, having to deal with the weight cut. Now, with that said, Mike and I were talking about this fight prior to coming on live tonight. And, um, Sydney Smith is in for a much different fight than she fought in her debut fight against Andy Wynn. Andy did not engage or attack much at all in that fight. If you guys go watch Melanie Shaw against Matilda Wilson, Melanie Shaw never stopped coming forward the entire fight. And she never really set anything up with a jab. She was just trying to throw fucking power right hands the whole time. But she was willing to walk through um, damage in order to give damage. Now, with that said, if she tries to walk through damage with Sydney Smith, Melanie might be in some trouble. 
And, and that's where I think that Ty might be, might be right. If, if she, if she approaches this fight the exact same way she did against Matilda, uh, this could be problems for her, especially. And we don't know if she's having a hard time with the weight cut guys. We don't no, know that. No, we have, no. we don't know. She could just, she just needs time here's to the, cut the weight. She got weigh-ins tomorrow. So here's the story with the UK fighters. We can't get them on our show unless we pre-record because if they come on now, they're five hours ahead. So they got to get up super early in the morning. And some, a couple of people have done it for us, but it is a huge pain in the ass for them. So it's always been trouble. And that's why if anybody's wondering like, oh, you guys never have on Connor Tierney. One day we will. But right now, since we have kids and because of the way our schedule works, we do our show in the middle of the week at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is tough for anybody who lives fucking overseas. Like it just isn't going to happen. So we will get some pre-recorded by that uh, for you know, from some of those fighters. But here's the thing with Melanie flying <clears throat> in, I got in touch with her and we really would like to get her on after. So it would have preferred if she came in, you know, last week or two right. weeks. I was right. anticipating she'd be here a little bit earlier than the week of the fight, uh, it being in Albuquerque and all that. And so she came in this week, which is definitely going to be tough with the altitude. Uh, we talked about this before we talk about it all the time. It's going to be tough. But, but to get her on... On Wednesday, I didn't even like that at all, but she was like, okay, I, I will do it. And I basically just told her like, listen, if you're weight cutting and you just don't feel good enough to come on the show or like don't your mind, it. we don't want to break your mindset because fighters get in a mindset and you just don't want to break that. So she had to do some business tonight. I would have preferred talking to her tomorrow after the lands, but we are not having a show tomorrow and next week she's going to be back home. So like, it's very hard to get UK fighters on. And yeah, absolutely. She's, she, she's busy and this, this is a busy week for her. And, um, but let's not forget Sydney Smith is also going to deal with the altitude. Yeah, she's she not dealing, she's not dealing with the jet lag and we don't, you know, she might be cutting just as much weight. We don't know how much they're cutting, no, but no idea. The, the altitude alone is not a one way, uh, one way thing here. Both, both of these females, neither one of them trained out in Albuquerque. So they're both going to be dealing with the same shit when it comes to that. Uh, yes, yeah, so Susan Walker, sorry, no show tomorrow night. I have my my class finishes up tomorrow, and we have some events going on tomorrow night, so I won't be able to get on the show. And also, I mean, I might as well break the sad news to you, too. Next Wednesday, we won't have a show either, so our next show will be next Thursday. Yes. Um, and, the, and, and I'm going to be – I'm just being selfish. Um but also I don't give a fuck because I, I've missed my, my kid's entire travel baseball season. And he has a game like an hour and a half drive from my house next Wednesday. Oh, you, ain't, will... you ain't going to make it to the show. Yeah. There yeah. So no, nah, his game's not going to get over till about eight 30 at night on uh, next Wednesday night. So um, yeah, we're just not going to do a show next Wednesday so I can be there for Nolan. But then it should be back to business as usual because it's back to the fall and we're back home and all the freaking traveling is, is over for now. And check this out. Esteban Rodriguez. What's up, my guys? Amazing show. Keep yeah. up the amazing work. This guy yeah. is fighting. We should get him on next Thursday. We should get him and his opponent on next yeah. Thursday. How yes. about that? Yes. Not together because we don't want to get all fucking silly, jumbled. But, but uh, hey, 
since I'm talking about that that Nolan Nolan's baseball game, can I just brag on him for a second? Nolan's eight playing in a U11 travel team. He made the team. He tried out. He made the team. The coach straight up told us, "I'm I'm building a 16 man roster. Nolan's on it, but he may not see a lot of playing time because he's playing with a bunch of 10 and 11 year olds, and he's eight. So for him to make the team is is big enough. I like him as a player. This is a meritocracy, though. At practice, he can fucking work his way right into the to the starting lineup if he plays his ass off. He ended up doing that, and now he uh, two three games ago he hit second in the lineup. He went like three for three. He fucking got a game ball. He was player of the game last week. One of the games, his nice. team is his team is five and zero, oh, and now he's playing in every single game. It's fucking awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So he's a, he's a little guy on a team full of big guys and he's doing very, very well. So I will be able to get to, uh, to his game next Wednesday. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got to, I got to brag about the boy for a second there. Yes. I'm proud of him. And he's so fucking calm on the phone with me. And I'm like, dude, how was the game tonight? He's like, I, I did all right. I did good. We won. I'm like, what happened? And he'll like barely tell me anything. And then I'll talk to Amy and be like, oh, he had two hits. And two she's stolen bases. Well, she's like, well, he, he, he's hitting awesome. He hit the game tying run in. And then um, two batters later, he scored the go ahead run and the kid behind him uh, scored the 11th run and they ended up winning 11 to nine. So he not you know he knocked in the tying run and scored the go ahead run and he doesn't fucking care to tell me that shit and I'm like dude I hope you're he's probably disappointed in one thing he did during the game that he's focused on <laughs> yeah I just tell him man I was like be proud of what you're doing because what you're doing is very special man it's awesome and in three years from now when you're that 11 year old on that U11 team you're gonna be a fucking goddamn monster you know oh yeah. So, with that said, no show tomorrow, no show next week, and uh, and next we will Wednesday. S- next Wednesday. We'll see you next Thursday. Let's get yes. Esteban Rodriguez and Jomi Escoboza on that yes. show to start off. Let's start. Let's build a big one for next Thursday, and let's fucking do this. Thank you to Chris Garcia for coming on. Um, and it's been really interesting doing shows from this hot ass hotel room for the last month, and I'm glad that everybody has uh, stuck with us. And I'm glad we haven't missed a show for the entire time I've been down here. It's just fucking no, wild. No, dude. we don't. I was telling Ben, I think the other day, I said, I don't talk to Kyle like almost at all. I ran like we really we have rarely spoken this outside of this show. Yep. For this whole month. Like, this whole month. Crazy. Like th- this. Talk, I haven't talked. Like seriously, this this show, it, I mean, this um this class that I'm at has like taken all my time up. But Wednesdays and Thursday nights at 9 p.m., I turn my AC off in this goddamn hotel room and I fucking do this show because I love this shit and uh, I wanted to keep the ball rolling. Imagine if we took an entire month off from this show. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I don't know if we'd ever come back. No. It would be never going to happen. Hey, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Anyways. We're going to keep on going. September, back to regularly scheduled program, getting back on the road and... uh, Start taking off again. Let's fucking do it. All right, Mike. Anything else for the peeps? Nah, man. Hey, be safe. Have fun this weekend. I can't wait. A couple more work days and, and, and we free for a few days. So, All right. Peace.